Last week, we began to look at the topic, the leading of the Spirit by the inward witness. The leading of the Spirit by the inward witness. Please send messages to other brethren. This message is so important. This study is so important. It is so important. It's a year of supernatural work. Praise God. And we need to understand the equipments of God. Praise God for our supernatural work. This is so vital. Amen. Um, so we began to look at this one specifically. Why? Why? Because this is the primary way by which God will lead his people. I will see the, the reasons soon. I tried to explain some of that to us last week. Amen. And uh, let's let's begin with Proverbs and chapter 20. It's a very familiar scripture. Proverbs chapter 20. And we'll build from there. Proverbs 20. And verse 27. Proverbs 20, 27 says the spirit of man is the candle of the lord searching all the inward parts excuse me searching all the inward parts of the belly the spirit of man is the candle of the lord searching all the inward parts of the belly now, it means that uh, there's something about the spirit of man and searching. What does the spirit of man do? It searches. It searches. Okay? But we talked a lot about this spirit last week. Why? Let's just go over it little bit. Why will the spirit of man, of the believer, be the place from which the Lord will lead him? Why can't God use things that we can physically see? Or we can hear with our physical eye, ears, you know, the physical realm. Why? Why wouldn't he use them? Why wouldn't they be the primary means of being led? Okay. Why? It's because those things because they are physical they can be manipulated let me say that again they can be manipulated praise the lord they are subject to manipulations of men or even the devil himself glory to god moreover in first Peter, first corinthians chapter two first corinthians chapter two verse nine Okay, well, let's read verse 11. He says, For what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? So, the spirit of man in him is the one that can know the things of a man. No one can know what is in your heart more than you. Hallelujah. 
So, it's safer. It's actually safer to 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 be led from within. It can be more trusted. Ezekiel, let's go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter thirty-six. Why can we rely on the leading of the Spirit from within? It's because you have the Holy Ghost in you. You've got to be convinced about this. You have the Spirit of God in you. In Ezekiel, the Lord made the promise which he fulfilled in redemption, where in chapter 36, he said, uh, verse 27, let's read verse 26, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. So God is saying that in the new creation, this is what he's going to do. He will give us a new spirit. He will remove a stony heart. So the problem is a stony heart said he will put verse 27 and i will put my spirit within you we saw last week if any man does not have the spirit of christ is none of his so the holy ghost is in you there is nothing better than that the gift of the spirit of god in man amen the spirit of god in you is god living in you because he lives in you he's the best guide and then we went over to john chapter 5 first john chapter 5 we saw in verse 10, he that believes on the Son has this witness in himself. Because in Romans 8, we had seen, we saw it last week, verse 14, as many, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Sons of God have a new spirit in them. Has the spirit of God inside them. God puts the spirit within us. And the spirit of God, he says, a new heart also he will put in us. A heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. A heart of a heart of stone is hard hearted. Heart is is called what is called. Jesus referred to it at Matthew nineteen, the hardness of heart. So one that is not sensitive, one that does not feel anything. Stones don't feel anything, do they? No. Hit a stone with a bigger with with a hammer. Don't feel it because it has no feelings. Praise God. So the sensations of God, the leadings of the Spirit of God cannot be discerned by the natural man who has a heart of stone. Praise the Lord. So he that but so in this witness that he tells us about, right, is what brought you into the kingdom. He said, sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. 
and he bears witness with our spirits that we are what? Sons of God. So the primary purpose of the witness of the spirit, right, is to affirm our sonship, who we are, that we are now of God. Secondly, with this witness, right, witnesses the thoughts or the word of God in our hearts. Last week, I said to us, Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So the word is spirit. The spirit being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible by the word of God. So the word of God is the thoughts of the spirit of God put into words. So a believer receives the word, the thoughts of the spirit in words, got convinced and received Jesus into his heart. And that same word of God or that same spirit of God now bears witness to the yes. That this word that you received is true. This thing that the word of God has said about you is true. And then we said last week that to enhance your sensitivity to the spirit of God, to hear what he's saying, to understand, to, to be able to pick his impressions or the what we call the inward witness, right? You've got to learn to start thinking like the spirit. How do you do that? through meditation on the word of god the person you meditate on is when you meditate the more you meditate on the words of a person the more your thoughts align with that other with that presence you start to think more like that person hallelujah so much so you you pick up his spirit his attitude, what he will say. For example, you know, there are some things that because by virtue of the fact that you have heard me over a long time, right? When you hear some things and this that maybe I said something, amen, you will know that, no, this is not Reverend Paul. Reverend Paul can't say this. Reverend Paul will not think this way. Hallelujah. You know, Reverend Paul will not think this way. This is the way Reverend Paul will think because I know how he thinks. You know, some people can say that there are many of us in church that can say, oh, I know how Reverend Paul thinks. Why? Because you have interacted with my words. We have fellowship together over time and so i can say the same i can say about many of us praise the lord so we want to pick the thoughts of the spirit we focus on his words we meditate on his words okay and before we know it we start to think his thoughts glory to god amen so that was where we Round it up last. Now, I want to go a little bit further. Let's go back to a fish, uh, 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 what do you call it? First John chapter 5, verse 10. He that believes on the Son has the witness in himself. So you have this inward witness is in you already. Glory to God. We are not trying to acquire the witness. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? Sons of God. That's number one. And number two, the inward witness cannot be wrong. Can never, if I let me use the word never, that's an absolute statement. It can never be wrong. Yes. Why? Why is it so? 
if it can never be wrong, then it means that we can absolutely rely on the inward peace. Why can it not be wrong? Ezekiel chapter 36 again. Let's go to Ezekiel. He said in verse 27, I will put my spirit within you and I will cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Did you see that? God said, what is going to do? The spirit of the spirit that is going to put in, he will cause you to walk in his statutes. He will cause you to walk in his statutes. So, it's the spirit of God that causes us to walk in his statutes, which means to walk the way God wants us to walk. And definitely he will not lead us astray. So we can rely on him absolutely. We can rely on that witness. It is the witness of the spirit. Praise the Lord. We are going to, in the course of time, we are trying, today we are going to describe, you know, how to recognize it and things like that. It's the witness. If it is the witness of the Spirit, then it can't be wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, it cannot settle it in your heart that by the witness of the Spirit, the witness of the Spirit in me can never be wrong. Because it is of the Spirit. Praise God. We have been given the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. If the witness of the Spirit can be wrong, then it means the Holy Ghost can be wrong. Yeah. The source of the, of the, of the witness is the Spirit of God whom God has said he will put on the inside of us, right, and cause us to walk in his statutes and his judgments and keep them and do them. Amen. So it cannot. Say this with me. The inward witness in me can never be wrong. Now, now, now. Someone says, uh, but I, I followed, I, I followed what I thought was the witness, you know, and and it led me and I and I and I and I got it wrong. No, the, the witness was not wrong. Praise God. A number of other things we have gone wrong. Recognizing it, interpreting it, understanding it. Those are things that can go wrong. But that the witness itself can, can be absolutely relied upon in every area of our lives. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want us to settle that in our hearts before as we go along. Because if this is an, of absolute necessity for us, if we recognize that this is of absolute necessity to us, then it means we need to study it. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Now, I want us to, uh, the way we are going to study it, we are going to be using, we are going to uh, uh, study scenarios in the scripture. Okay? incidences where the witness of the spirit was demonstrated okay so that we can on studying those incidents we can it can lead us to 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 uh, 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 to recognize to learn about how the inward witness works what it is 
so that we can recognize it. Hallelujah and learn it. Amen. So let's go to, let's first start with uh, uh, Luke chapter 24. I think we saw that scripture last week. Luke chapter 24. Let's learn one or two things from there about the witness of the Spirit. Luke chapter 24, uh, verse 20, uh, from verse 25, Jesus, this was Jesus talking to these guys, you know, his disciples on the road to Emmaus, you know, and then uh, the Bible says in verse 27, begin at Moses at, and, at, and all the prophets, he expounded, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So in other words, Jesus taught them, this can be a one hour service. This can be a one hour talk, can be a two hour talk. It must be a very, because I'm taking a long, a very long time. And verse 28, and they drew near unto the village where they went. And he made as though he would go, he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is fast spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave to them. And their eyes were opened. And they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Their eyes were open. They knew him. Verse 32. Now, this is their report of what was going on inside of them as they encountered, while they encountered Jesus. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us? while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures that's very important to note is that did not our hearts burn within us while he spoke to the scriptures to us so what is the scriptures the scripture is the truth the truth of the scripture it means that uh, their hearts when it heard the truth a reaction took place amen their hearts when they received the truth of the word right as jesus was explaining to them he said our heart was there was a reaction in our hearts there was a burning in our hearts Amen. That was a reaction. First John chapter two. Put your hands there. Let's go to First John chapter chapter two. Yes, First John chapter two, verse twenty-seven. But the anointing which you have received abides in you, and you need not not, not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie, even as it has taught you, you shall abide. So what does the anointing do? The anointing is talking about the spirit of God. It's talking about the spirit of Christ. It's talking about, you know, the Holy Ghost on the inside of the, the new spirit that God said he was going to give, you know, to man. He said, I'm going to put my spirit within you. That's the same. It's said. What will that anointing do? That anointing will teach you. Amen. So, the anointing teaches us. And our, when we are actually receiving from the Spirit, a reaction takes place in us. If it is not the truth, a sensation, a sensation 
praise God, that will be that will react against it will also happen inside of us. Amen. How do I know that? Acts chapter 16. Let's go to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Verse 6. Uh, Acts chapter. Yeah, let, 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 let me get. Let me get that scripture. Okay, yeah. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Verse 16. He said, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by saying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this she did many days. Now listen. This girl was using the spirits of divination was bringing, was prophesying, bringing money. Hallelujah. That's why beware of people who prophesy and, and ask you for money. That's the spirit of divination. That is soothsaying. Praise God. But what she this what this girl was saying was it was it true? <laughs> yeah. Then this is the, the servants of the Most. I did not, but they not servants of the Most. Yes. Then they show unto us the way of salvation. Why? Why did not? What was that? Not what they came to. They came. They, they brought the message out. But look at. She she did this for many days. But look at. But Paul being grieved. Did you see that? Paul was grieved. What do you mean by Paul was grieved? Was it possible that Paul was angry physically? No. The grieving was a reaction in his spirit. It wasn't God that told him, hey, Paul, this person is a wrong spirit. But he was grieved. Now, this person, he was exposed to, to the information being given by this girl. And brother, he didn't even do it for many days. But Paul was now grieved. In his heart, the grieving took place in his heart. He heard the word, but mm, there was a sensation in his heart that was not comfortable with it. Praise God. So, the because the Spirit of God is to lead you into truth, the witness of the spirit. How did you get born again? How do you know you are born again? The witness of the spirit. How do you know the truth? The witness of the spirit teaches you things. It's those react that is that reaction. Hallelujah. Of your heart. That's why, listen, we the spirit of God makes use of our heart. Remember, the spirit of man is the candle of the law searching. Amen. Let's see another scenario. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. Verse uh, 22. This is Paul again. He said, and now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. 
not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Let's stop there. Let's stop. Paul said, I go bound in the spirit. In which spirit? Hallelujah. The spirit of man, which is now the spirit of Jesus. Because you see, the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, your spirit is now born again. Now has, it's now the spirit of God. That is the spirit that belongs to God. Not the Holy Ghost, third person of the Trinity. Your spirit is the spirit of God because it belongs to God, isn't it? Yeah, it belongs to God. My spirit is the spirit or is the spirit that belongs to God. Let me put it that way. So I'm not calling you Holy Spirit as in, you understand, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I'm saying you. You are, you've got the spirit of God on the inside of you. You belong to your, remember Paul said, he said to the Corinthians, he said, therefore glorify God in your, in your body and in your spirit, which are his. So your spirit belongs to God. Hallelujah. So he deals with you in your spirit. He that is joined unto the Lord, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, is one spirit with him. Is one spirit with him. You are joined unto the Lord. You are in perfect union with the Lord. Amen. You are one spirit with him. And so Paul says, I go bound in the spirit. What does it mean to be bound? Amen. This is obviously talking about the witness, the inward witness. Hallelujah. Take note. I'm trying to describe what the inward witness is. We saw in chapter 16, he said Paul was grieved. The inward witness can come as an uncomfortableness. In your heart, the spirit, your spirit, uh, the spirit of God, uh, you know, through your heart. That's why you've got to guard your heart. Talking about uh, your 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 mind, uh, your emotions, your will. We are going to talk about the place of the will next week. Praise God. Your will, your emotions. Praise God. He says that 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 Paul was grieved in his heart. Here he said that. If Paul was bound in the spirit to go to Jerusalem, so it was like a like a the other in the, Luke Luke twenty four said, "Our hearts bound within us." So it's actually a sensation in your heart, either of grief or or you know, bound here means I'm being compelled. There's just a compelling in my heart. You know, and I'm bound in the spirit. I'm being compelled inside to go to Jerusalem. Amen. I'm being compelled to go to Jerusalem. Paul was grieved. He 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 thought this girl. There's something about this girl. Until take note, it took days. Praise God. And that tells us that that tells us that there's something about the inward witness that you know the inward witness. Let me say this: the inward witness is not an is not that Paul was informed that this this girl had the spirit of divination. No, no, no. A witness in your heart is not an information. The Bible says here, Paul said, "Behold, I go." Bound in the spirit. There's a compelling in my spirit. It wasn't that God said, oh, Saul, Saul, I want you to go to Jerusalem. No, he just felt that inner compulsion. That's compelling. Praise God. Compelling in his heart to go to Jerusalem. Praise God. Let's read on. He said, and now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. So which means that he must have been thinking about Jerusalem. They thought about Jerusalem came to him. And as he was, 
as he exposed himself to that information about Jerusalem, the more he exposed himself to it, the more he thought about it, the more compelling he was to go to Jerusalem. Take note, he said, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing what is going to befall me there, which means that really he didn't have, at the time, at that time, he didn't really have much information. So, you don't, the inward witness is not, Paul, Paul, go to Zenith Bank. No. The inward witness would just be a, a compelling on the inside of me where maybe a thought comes about Zenith and it just gets, keeps getting stronger. The more I think about it, the more I, you know, what's it about Zenith? There's just something about Zenith Bank, going to Zenith Bank. Praise God. That's the inward witness. Now you see, many it had. Remember, the Bible says that the witness is in us. The witness is in he that believes in the Son of God. Now, we find out that sometimes the witness can be light. Take notes. Just follow. The witness can be light and it can be heavy. Depending on how much you fellowship with the Lord. <laughs> these, are, these are practical things now. Depending on how much you fellowship with the Lord. Everyone has the witness. The witness, if it, where it is light, it can be, it can be like a, just a passing thing that doesn't stay. Amen. And if you are not careful, you lose it. Praise the Lord. Those guys said, did not our heart burn within us while he spoke to us? Amen. That's why see, every believer should learn to, to fellowship with the Lord in praying in other tongues. It helps you, your heart, to be sharper to pick the things, to pick these sensations. We'll get to that in the course of study. Hallelujah. But Paul said, I go bound. The other one, he said, he was grieved. I go bound, not knowing the things. So, take note, let me say this again. The inward witness is not a specific information. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a sensation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is it is a reaction to an information that is exposed to your heart. That means that if you can't get a witness about something that your heart is not exposed to. Let's read on. Back to uh, chapter Acts of the Apostles, chapter uh, uh, chapter twenty, verse twenty-two. And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Now, verse twenty-three: Save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city save that bonds and afflictions abide me there. Wow. Let me ask a question. He said, save the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city. What's the witness there? Is that the inward witness? No, it can't be the inward witness. This is obviously an external witness. It means that God, I mean, the saints, when he gathered around the saints in every city he went to, somehow there will be utterances that will give witness or attest. What do they call them in the law court now? Uh, yeah, yeah. A, someone who, a witness, a witness box. Someone who 
who is coming to testify that yes, he or she saw this thing happen, you know, and all that. Okay, right? So they call that person a witness. So those ones were external witnesses to the things that what the that the Holy Ghost writer had been witnessing to him by the inward witness. So that means that really the inward witness, write this down if you will. The more we dwell on that witness, the more we can understand it. Even sometimes, that's why it's good to have good saints around you. I remember many years ago, there's a friend of mine who is in South Africa now. You know, if I mention his name, uh, uh, some of us will know him. I went to visit him some time ago, some year, many years ago, and um, he began to we began to share. You know, we began to share, and um, <laughs> so he told me that there's just been something about him relocating to South Africa and all that. So as he and as he was saying it, you know, as he was saying, he said just not to share with me to you know that just. What do I think about it? You know, and as I, 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 as he said it, I just felt an excitement in my heart. There's not an excitement in my heart. I'm not the type that is really giving to, oh, you know, oh, just go, just, you know. I just felt that was, and, and it was, it, it, it felt good. It wasn't that God told you that, yes, yeah, it's correct, you know. So and we began to share, began to talk to him, began to talk, began to talk, and and by the time it was done, by the time we were done, you know, it our conversation helped the witness he had inside him. Amen. That was what happened here. He said, he said the Holy Ghost witnessed in every city. May you have people. That can witness the things, uh, witness to the things that, the things that you are sensing on the inside of you. When you are gathered around saints, listen, watch for. I remember some years ago I was listening to Pastor Koji. Pastor Koji was talking about you know the uh, uh, conversations. You know that we should. Be careful. We should be watchful about our conversations with people that the Holy Ghost, especially with saints, you know, that the Holy Ghost can through conversations that may look very casual, you know, say some things that will give us direction. Praise the Lord. So, and it's true. I mean, said the Holy Ghost witnessed in every city that bonds and afflictions are with me. Remember, he said, I am going to Jerusalem. But I don't know. So at the beginning of the thought of the witness, he didn't know. The witness is correct, but the knowledge of what the what he was witnessing about, he did not know. So which means that you can actually he said, I go bound there to Jerusalem. So which means he was already on his way to Jerusalem. So which means that we can actually follow the witness without fully understanding the whole thing. Why can we follow it? Because I remember like I told you the witness is never wrong. Amen. Now, and as we go along practical, as Paul went along the knowledge about what the about what the Holy Ghost was witnessing to him about started to unveil, which means that we get a, we when 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 we rely on the witness of the Spirit of God on the inside of us, right in our hearts, right as we follow it, more information will unfold over time. He said, the witness, the, he said, the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. So, Paul, 
felt that compelling to go to Jerusalem. And then everywhere, there was a witness, most likely through utterances. Praise God from other men, from other saints, that mm, bonds and afflictions are waiting. Let's look at chapter 21. Amen. Chapter 21. Verse uh, chapter 21. Verse uh, ba, 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 ba. let's see. Verse uh, yeah. Verse 10. Verse 10. This was in the house of Philip, the evangelist, okay, who had four daughters who also prophesied. He said, and as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. So Agabus was a prophet. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus says the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owns this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. <laughs> Did you see that? That was a further confirmation of what the witness of the Spirit in every city Right, and more information being brought concerning the witness that Paul was following when he said, I go bound in the spirit. Now, you know, this is a, this is interesting indeed. <laughs> Imagine someone comes to beat you and say, This is the journey you are going, this is the way you are going to be treated, they are going to kill you. They are, going to, they are going to deliver you to the Gentiles. They are going to bind you. What will you say? <laughs> Hallelujah. Will you receive it as the will of God? Or will you say, I bind every spirit of binding. <laughs> I reject it in Jesus' name. Let me start to pray against it. No, no. That was not what Paul did. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, it means that the witness of the Spirit is not only about things that will bring comfort to you. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. The witness of the Spirit is the witness of the Spirit. Whether it's for comfort or not, it's the witness of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, interpreting it, understanding what to do with it, is a different thing entirely. But Paul said that, I remember, where did he start from? He said, I go bound in the Spirit. So he was following the Witness in his spirit. It wasn't that God appeared to him and said, Paul, Paul, I want you to go to Jerusalem. No, he didn't. He has also, it was just a witness, a, a, a compelling in his heart to go to Jerusalem. And as he was going, more information. That's why you see, child of God, don't wait until God tells you everything before you take him. We must be quick to hear and slow to speak. Hallelujah. We've got to be prompt in our hearts. The more prompt we are in our hearts, the more the Lord will reveal to us. The more we'll be able to understand the witness. Praise the Lord. He said, now, Look at verse 12. And when we heard these things, which means that there were people, then Luke and his other 
uh, uh, missionary guys, they were all there. So when they heard, he said, both we and they of that place, that is talking about Philip and his daughters, besought him not to go to Jerusalem. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Did you see that? He said, then answered Paul, what mean ye to weep? So weep that they were crying. When they heard the news, ah, oh, Paul, no, don't go, don't go. No, this can't be the will of God. Don't go. Ah, we need you. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. What was that? What was that? That was, was that God? No. That was their emotions. Where did their emotions come from? From their hearts. Amen. So which means that the inward witness, where does it come from? From your heart. So the spirit, your spirit makes use of your heart. Okay? You're in, in passing across uh, uh, the witness to you through reactions that take place. And if you are not careful, your emotions can get the better of you. That's why for the believer, right, the more you train yourself in the things of the spirit, the less emotional you will become when it comes to the leadings of God. Hallelujah. Oh, ah, these things, you know, you know, you know how many mistakes that we have made over the years. Oh, everything looks good. Oh, it's so exciting. Wow, it's an exciting opportunity. Oh, the, ah, you know, but there's a mm, there's a reaction. The more you think about that thing, it's like it's like ah, there's a discomfort about it. But you have become it has been emotionally high. Remember, of course, you know, all those are investments of those days that we used to do MMM. Those of us that did MMM. Oh, it was very exciting. But you know, but ah, but everybody was doing it. You know, you were hearing people were giving testimonies here and there. You know, praise the Lord. And we know what happened eventually. So, your emotions can also get the better part of the better. Of That's why the Bible says, don't walk in the lust of the flesh. It's a walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust or the desires of the flesh. Let me let me let, 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 let me juxtapose that with Romans chapter 8, verse 9, which tells us that you are not in the spirit, you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. If so be the spirit of Christ dwells in you. So be, how are you in the spirit? If so be the spirit of God dwells in you. So walking in the spirit is a you walk in the spirit because you are born again. Hallelujah. But you are not in the flesh. So which means that no the believer can't walk in the flesh. Uh -huh. Pastor, does that? No, 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 no. He said, yeah, because you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. Amen. But you can walk in the lust of the flesh. You can walk in the lust of the flesh, even though you are not in the flesh. So he said, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you, your emotions have got to be trained. We have got to train ourselves uh, to be able to decipher between our emotions and uh, the sensations of the spirit. Look at it. He said, he said, well, then Paul answered, what mean ye to weep and break my heart? So the, our emotions can get the better part of us and break our hearts. Amen. Praise the Lord. I say, ah, I want to go into the ministry, and your, your, and your parents say, ah, you mean that this, this, after all the training I gave to you, you want to go and end up as pastor? Oh, ah, ah, you, ah, you going to make it financially? Oh, this, <laughs> that's the emotions. He said, 
for I am ready to be bound, not, not only to be bound, but to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs> so Paul was following, the, where did he say? He was following the witness within. He knew that this, I mean, he said, bonds and afflictions are with me. He said, I'm ready, I've made up my mind. Glory to God. So the witness of the Spirit is not only about comfort. Praise God. It's not only about comfort. Let me see how much time do we have left. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We are done. I think I'll stop here today. Hallelujah. So the witness of the Spirit is not only about comfort. But how? what have we said about the witness of the Spirit today? The witness of the Spirit, right, is, or rather the inward witness, right, is the witness of the Spirit, which is like a re, which is actually a reaction right that takes place in your heart that your spirit supplies based on an information that is presented to you if there is no information presented to you to your mind there is nothing to witness to what a witness in the in the in the what do you call it in the court someone who is a witness in court is saying that oh you can't just witness to anything for example now i can't just witness oh ah but what was i there no I can only witness to what I to what to what I've seen or to what I've heard or to the information that I that is presented to me. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the inward witness is a reaction. Take note, I didn't say it's an information. It is a reaction. Hallelujah. It's a reaction in your heart, supplied by your spirits. Amen. It's a reaction in your heart to an information that is presented to you. To an information that is presented to your heart. That it's an information that your heart is exposed to. Hallelujah. That's the witness. Praise God. That's the witness. That is the inward witness. And I, like I said, that inward witness cannot be wrong. Why? Because it is from the Holy Ghost. It is of the Spirit of God. It can't be wrong. So when there is a witness on the inside of you, praise God, you have got to slow down, right? To try to understand what this witness is about, which we are going to start talking about from next week by God's grace. Hallelujah. So how to, do I understand it? How do I interpret the witness? How do I know this is the witness of God? This is not an inward witness. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. I I, I, I trust that uh, you, you've, you've been enlightened uh, with this. Uh, I hope I wasn't too fast. Praise God. I tried to be as slow as possible so that we able to grasp it. Praise God. Amen. If we, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. What are you searching? Praise God. You are searching for those reactions. Glory to God. Searching. Praise God. Searching. 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 Thank you, that, sir. Thank you, brother. Amen. Searching. Praise God. It can never wrong glory to god amen father we thank you tonight we give you all the glory we give you all the praise thank you for your word that uh, uh we have received lord uh, we have been enlightened in our hearts glory to god our hearts were burning within us as we were exposed to this word thank you for it may we be established in this truth and in all righteousness we don't miss it say say after me in the name of jesus i have the witness because I believe in the Son. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Ghost in me 
leads leads and guides me. I recognize the leadings of the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, I do not miss it. I walk supernaturally because I'm a supernatural child of a supernatural God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.